uh good evening everyone uh welcome to another episode of what's happening it's uh the 43rd episode of what's happening um it's 31st of july 2021 uh so today's episode might be unusually long because yesterday i did prepare the news items to be discussed for the episode but um i wasn't able to put up the episode due to certain commitments so today we are gonna look at um, news items of both of the days together so it might be quite an unusually long session um pardon me for that um yeah and um, yeah as people say it's better late than never so so i thought i can i can put down uh, yesterday's episode as well for today right okay let's start with uh, yesterday's news items and i think we have quite few mix of concerning as well as good news um so to quickly start with the union health ministry has confirmed that the all india quota in medical seats will have um, an earmarked reservation of 27% for OBCs and 10% for economically weaker section. There already exists um, a separate quota for SCs and STs in this particular All India Quota Medical Seats. So what is All India Quota Medical Seats? So basically All India Quota Medical Seats um, allows a student from a particular state to study um, in the um, in the different states medical college. So basically, if you are going to try to join a medical college of a state in its own quota, you'll have to prove something called a domicile of the state or you have to prove that you are living in that state for a very long time. There are certain, um, you know, rules about uh, what is that time or domicile of the state in different states. Uh, that's how it is. So right now, uh, the All India Quota was introduced in 1986 to allow people of, you know, kind of less developed states or uh, states that have lesser medical colleges to move over to other states and and that thus promoting equity across the nation right uh, as we all know tamil nadu has the maximum number of medical colleges across the states in india so tamil nadu um, by way of all india quota uh, provides more seats than many other states as well that is one part so uh, this particular um, you know 27 percent um, uh, of obcs uh, so basically, um, if you take um, a state medical college, 15% of the seats in UG and 50% of the seats in PG, uh, education in PG. So for MBBS, it's going to be 15%. For MD and other PG studies, it's going to be 50% of the total number of seats in that particular state. So right now, this All India Quota has been notified only in central medical colleges, not in specific state colleges. But it is expected that you know the states would also implement this similar quota uh, because you know the center cannot dictate the states to have this in the uh, in their curriculum because education um, as a part forms over in the concurrent list and the states have more power normally. So the state will uh, states are expected to give this quota um, you know in the All India Quota of their state medical colleges. So right now it's applicable only to the central medical colleges right the next news is going to be regarding um, um you know something that we can say a he he of relief for so so the world has been actually when vaccines came for covid uh, the greatest challenge was that uh, the way the covid virus is there um, it's similar to something called a rhinovirus which causes your common cold and flu just like how you cannot find out a vaccine for common cold and flu and only you can manage it using you know traditional techniques as well as um, um, you know as well as um, allopathic medicine you can only manage it you can never prevent it from getting right so covid is as as a as a virus is very similar to the rhinovirus that's why it was very difficult for us to find out the vaccine and as you could see uh, the efficacy of the vaccine is also around six to eight months at the maximum right people who get vaccinated also get covid um, so that is also there. However, it, it definitely reduces the severity of COVID, but it's not a cure. 
right so that was the problem that's faced by it so so uh, so how do we man- manage common cold you take certain tablets and then you have certain people for the blockage of nose um you have the um, you know nasal sprays right so that is one very easy way of managing so that was also mooted for covid that is also thought by primarily uh, you know israeli research firms um and in india if you see bharat biotech has um, you know considered this idea of producing an intranasal vaccine um so that you know instead of your regular shots uh, the intranasal vaccine could be easily uh, deployed uh, across uh, you know uh, every home and it is not required you need to have training for administering the vaccine right not everybody can go and take a vaccine or, or your mom or dad cannot uh, you know administer vaccine to you it has to be administered by trained nursing professionals but if you take this particular intranasal vaccine it is very easy to deliver anybody can deliver the vaccine to you um it's just a push of spray into your nose that's it so so it's basically um you know it is it is experimenting with uh, producing an intranasal vaccine and they said they'll have a data it's not um you know decided but they'll have data on how much they can produce and when will they apply for the clinical trials in a couple of months so they are also going to test it by combining it with coaxin uh, so when somebody gets coaxin instead of a third bo- booster shot normally we take two doses of coaxin and after that you need to take booster shots is the expectation but um bharat biotech is looking at a way in which they can avoid those booster shots and convert the intranasal vaccine as an additional booster shot so that it's easier uh, to deliver right uh, so that is the thought process here right so the next news is regarding the cbsc results um so the supreme court um, got a petition from the private candidates who are writing cbsc so basically there are two kinds of two broader kinds of uh, students who write school examinations or secondary examinations one is uh, people who go to the traditional school attend the you know they have attendance there they have internal marks there the other set of people are those who are called private candidates who because of lot of reasons they they take they study at their own time but take only the exams that are conducted by the cbse so they don't go to a formal school they might be homeschooled or they might be even schooled by their own parents but that's what it is so those private students um the cbse had announced that private students have to take the physical examination whereas for traditional school going students it had uh, you know given a scheme um, to calculate the marks for 10th by taking in the internal marks of 9th and 10th standard and then there was a marking scheme that we had discussed um, you know around a month back i believe or month and half back i believe but for private students there is no other way you cannot track their internal marks they you know you don't have such concepts of cycle tests so the private candidates actually petitioned the supreme court saying that you know coming to a physical examination center might be a harm to their life because of the current covid problems right so but um, the supreme court refused to entertain this petition it said you know there is no other way for the private candidates to uh, you know not uh, take the examination they will have to take it because that's the only way that they could be graded maybe um, the court or uh, or we cannot we cannot comment on the judgment of the court but at least cbse should have look for alternate ways of uh, you know conducting the examination like from the online centers uh, at their homes or some other way so this is where innovation in education would definitely help uh, people go a long way not only because of this pandemic but innovation in general in education we have seen lot of innovation in education now a lot of um, edutech companies bloom and lot of companies are uh, you know giving their courses but again this has to go to a you know very higher level so that um, you cannot actually replace traditional schools at this rate but at least you can look at a way for uh, you know 
reducing the burden of exams on the people um, you know rather than them coming there and having an invigilator um, you know walk up and down have them uh, you know uh, monitored all that we could make uh, out a online um, test portal wherein you, you know there are ways of tracking things up um, whether you are copying from another tab you can be prevented from opening another tabs and all that that could be done so yeah i think the cbse as well as other schools also have to look at such novel ways of doing this uh, so that we can avoid such petitions or such inconveniences to the students right the next news is going to be you know very concerning news we haven't discussed this kind of news um, yet on uh, uh, you know we have discussed riots we have discussed landslides uh, disasters but what i'm going to discuss is going to be a chilling cold blooded uh, killing murder count of a sessions judge so if you take the judiciary um, as a as, as a people of judge uh, judges as a hierarchy you would see there are session courts sessions or district courts at the district level then you have the you know uh, uh, there is a there is a district kind of a head court at the at the main part of the district let's say for example let's take trichy trichy at the center part of the trichy you will have a a certain district court and you'll have other courts that are called municipal courts or sessions courts around it right and uh, this judicial officer of the head of the district court will report to someone at the high court right they are subordinate to the high court judges not exactly subordinates but according to the hierarchy high court comes next and you have high court bench in madurai that reports to the high court of madras and uh, now next goes uh, the the chief justices uh, heads the madras high court and he is kind of a subordinate to the supreme court chief justice who sits at delhi so this is the general structure of the hierarchy if you see here the high court and uh, supreme court judges normally uh, they enjoy a greater variety of patronage um, because they they obviously they deal with politicians um, so i mean i'm not saying in a bad way but in a good way they have good contacts with politicians politicians normally and the people who are ruling uh, so they are kind of you know indirectly shielded um, from threats but if you see the judges on the sup- district court and the municipal courts uh, it has been reported that they regularly get death threats right because they they are the first line of defense who you know um, uh, who preside on a criminal uh, case normally of course civil cases are there but uh, threats in civil cases are very less but if you take a criminal case somebody has to be given a very very harsh punishment like a life in imprisonment or even the capital punishment the judges are subjected to a lot of threats uh, so this obviously hampers the way um, they work they would be afraid obviously any man would be afraid if at all you know um, you give a threat to his life or one of his family members this has been happening for a long time there is no solution as such for it once one one size fits all solution for it we'll have to somehow uh, reform every part of the society uh, you know to have a safer environment for everyone not only judges for everyone so because um, this the, the one that i'm going to discuss is going to be um, it's the case of the murder of uttam anand uh, who is a sessions judge of dhanbad um, in haryana uh, sorry jharkhand so basically uttam anand was um, presiding over two important murder cases so these are two uh, high sensitive murder cases that he was he was presiding over we, we are unsure if if the death uh, is connected with those but um, that is a first angle that police would be looking at and uh, you know because it was death of a judge um, this has been taken very seriously and uh, immediately uh, the chief justice of india nv ramana had uh, swung into action and then has asked the chief justice of jharkhand um, uh, 
state to look into it as soon as possible and immediately a special investigation team has been formed two persons have been arrested one the auto rickshaw driver who actually hit him while he was while while judge uthamanand was jogging in the morning so on seeing the cctv footage it was confirmed that it was not a you know careless hit and run case but it was a pre-planned murder and there been two people have been arrested one is the auto rickshaw person and another person who coordinated that so yeah as we started first um the this this isn't only seen as just a murder of a judge but this is seen as you know uh, how do we make things better for um, judiciary at the uh, lowest level uh so that is, will be the angle that people will be looking at and and i think it will have far reaching implications uh, not just as a just as a case or a murder case it will it will definitely it should lead to you know framing of uh, draft rules um in such a way that uh, lower judges are protected um all over the country because you know justice at the lowest level at any level is very important and common people have justice access to justice only at the lowest level very easily if a case goes for um, you know appeal then um, you know the common man has to shed out more money in high courts or supreme courts where where it's a fortune to even hire a lawyer um, of course india has the option to have a free legal recourse but not um, you we cannot we cannot actually say all free legal recourses um, you know gets the justice for common man right so let's let's hope things go better okay so i'm going to i'm going to quickly uh, uh, go over uh, the olympic results so as of yesterday um, i hadn't looked at an update for this particular news so the indian hockey team um, has won the defending champions of argentina in hockey and they've qualified to the quarter finals as of today as of today i didn't have an update on that whether they won the quarter final or not but again um, hockey is a national game of india actually and uh, india and pakistan had once dominated the sport to the tune that there there were a lot of world cups that were won by both of the countries um we have dhyanchand uh, sporting legend um with respect to hockey you can you can look up on him it's he's a very inspiring character uh, for all of us uh, to learn from so and the next news pv sindhu had actually proceeded to the semi finals after defeating yamaguchi of japan so uh, she had eased over the quarter finals and, uh, and unfortunately i think i i read the update in twitter uh, the semi final today afternoon she had lost in the semi finals i guess it was to a taipei player um, i'm not sure about the name but again pv sindhu um, has actually crashed out today so i think there is a hope of a bronze medal uh, for pv sindhu since she has gone into the semi finals i guess after the finals or just before the finals there will be one more game to decide on the bronze medal so let's hope pv sindhu wins a bronze this time right i think um, we are seeing lot of hopefuls uh, even from the start day after mirabai chanu we are seeing lot of hopefuls for medals which is a good thing um, in lot of varied sports um, yeah the next next um, item for olympics is uh, laulina borgohain who is um, a player from uh, manipur um, she has she has moved into the semi finals for the women's welterweight category that is 64 to 69 kg welterweight boxing um so and she is also has been guaranteed a medal uh, because she has moved into a semi finals and based on the points of the semi finals i guess she would uh, she might get the bronze medal at the least or uh, we'll hope for the gold okay uh let's for actually yesterday um and the olympic items i will i will quickly go to today's news items right yeah so we have been regularly seeing news for the past one week regarding the pegasus snoop gate so the government hasn't given a clear cut categorical answer to it whether it had uh, intercepted the communications of 
alleged 140 people uh, that includes journalists opposition leaders important um, uh, government functionaries and all that it hasn't given an answer so because of that two senior journalists had actually filed a petition in supreme court for a court monitored investigation supreme court said it would take this up for investigation around next week and the supreme court has also additionally observed that um, you know the decision to uh, intercept or decrypt a communication between two private parties uh, should not only be the answer um, you know should not only be done uh, according to the assessment of the government so let's say government says yeah i think this guy is a problem to the national security let's just intercept this communication no that should not be the case um it should be uh, inferred and uh, whenever uh, you know something of such a sort is challenged in a court the government must be qualitatively able to prove that uh, this was the exact specific reason reason that we had to decrypt the communication so that is the observation of the supreme court um you know with the initial comments of the petitioner and uh, the respondents on this case has actually uh, been the ministry of home affairs and the ministry of information technology and communications both have been joined as respondents uh, so ideally the government has will be filing a reply affidavit to this particular petition and uh, and then it will be taken forward by the government based on the reply of the government i think supreme court will order an investigation by either a sitting judge or a former judge the next news is regarding a study that's conducted by unesco um so unesco conducted a study on the uh, quality of publishing um, in newspapers especially with respect to sexual violence so <clears throat> sexual violence is a very very sensitive topic so the press being one of the you know uh, the press is actually you could say an eye witness for the common man right if if somebody tries to hush up a case because somebody big is involved in that sexual violence case it is the media that were that is expected to bring out the truth in that case it has to stand with the victim but a lot of times uh, uh, in the study itself as well as as we seen it has been observed that um, the name of the um, uh, the rape victim should ideally not be uh, uh, you know released by the media that is actually it's not a law but um, it has been laid down in the vishaka guidelines Uh, but some newspapers at the local level uh, you know do not follow this that is causing a lot of trauma to the victim and the family um, after going through such a you know emotional ordeal and emotional and physical ordeal it's very very taxing for them uh, you know to be known in the circles as a sexual violence victim Uh, so because of this again um, as we see a lot of people do not report because of the stigma that's related to it they do not report any sexual violence that happens to them um, sexual violence or harassment so this particular study uh, you know after analyzing the content of newspapers at in various languages regional and uh, english language they have called for a specific charter of guidelines to be published by the news industry leaders um on the reporting of uh, the sexual violence so they they feel that lot of times it's not the mistake of the journalist reporting as well because they don't have access to a clear set of guidelines they sometimes you know um, you know do things that that become inadvertently inadvertently insensitive to the victim um so they also said this would ensure accountability and commitment so as people regularly go through the guidelines they get accustomed to it and normally you know automatically when they report a sexual harassment uh, they'll be able to report it with a more sensitive and a human angle that's the um, uh, you know conclusion from the study right the next news is also something that's re- related to the results so the cbse had released the results yesterday um, so over 99.4% of the persons who studied 12th standard in cbse have passed so there is only 0.6% have actually not cleared uh, 
the marking scheme you could say it's not an exam but obviously a marking scheme so when compared to last year the pass percentage was around 88.7 so it's more than 11% close to 11% increase so this 10% is going to obviously have an effect on the college seats because india um you know isn't a, a country that has developed higher education in a very very broad manner we still don't have enough number of seats for a lot of studies i mean only engineering um, and medical get maximum prominence uh, the art seats are something that isn't taken um, very easily so i guess this 10% would definitely put a strain on the engineering which in a way i would say is good because it's going to increase the diversity of other studies people who don't get engineering uh, would definitely you know would and should opt for other studies that um, you know they think will be good for them good for their mindset so so that's that's going to be but obviously it's going to put a strain on the you know college seats and uh, there is going to be um, an increase in cutoff is expected right because everybody is almost passed and if you take that uh, or or 70000 students right that is over 5% of the people who took the examination um have actually scored more than 95% that is also one more reason uh, to see there are, it seems there are a lot of toppers this year so the cbse has not is not going to actually release the merit list every year they'll release 0.1% um of the people of the top um, in the whole of the lot as merit list and they'll issue merit certificates that's not going to be done this time because it's over 5% and 0.1% would also be very high so as a news so let's let's hope things become good here india becomes a diversified nation and we have experts in all of the fields not only engineering and medical that that as a trend we have been seeing for the past few years but again there is also a changing wind as well but yeah if you take the last decade or the last 25 years engineering and medicine has dominated the landscape yeah right um okay the next news is going to be a little concerning again so basically there is um, um, there's a very sad thing that's still going on in india manual scavenging people who uh, handle human waste um by hand or without any protection equipment as well as drainage cleaners so if you take it in rural only you have this kind of i mean no, i cannot say only anywhere but in rural predominantly in rural areas you have the human waste handling without any protective equipment but if you come to urban though you might not have people explicitly uh, you know practicing this in majority of the areas uh the drainage cleaning of a particular hotel or if you take a mall or um even if you take um, a particular uh, society or a flat right there is there is normally not done using uh, uh, robotic or automated things um two or three people um, go down into that drain and a uh, lot of times people have died because of uh, the the air that's inside uh, which is very very toxic and uh, you know uh, that is more than more than just death it's it's um, it's a lot of times considered as below dignity by other people uh, for them to clean their own complex right or or um, obviously the other reason is money if you are going to hire an automated equipment you need to look for the suppliers you need to pay them a premium to come here and then clean it and people believe that emissions don't do a very good job although in all of the um, in many of the countries abroad they do a great job and they the countries have um identified the not identified have realized the um, you know the dignity of humans reducing when they do this and the danger that's posed to their life uh, in abroad so so that are the two reasons why people still go for you know a manual scavenging i won't say i mean yeah um, like manual cleaning of their sewers 
that should be definitely stopped india could should you know one day take not one day you cannot you cannot say you can you can do a progressive uh, approach here you'll have to do it at one single shot uh, manual scavenging had been uh, as a law has been banned in india uh, right from i think 90s um, it has been officially uh, banned but still people do practice it so people are let off with bribes right when somebody finds that a guy is uh, manually scavenging a particular place action has to be taken on the you know people who are responsible for that um, a lot of times it's not done um, they get off um with uh, you know by by bribing few officials so safai karamchari andolan is basically um an organization for such sanitary workers and especially it fights for rights of people who do manual scavenging still uh, so they uh, time to time uh, take up studies they uh, fight it in the courts against the municipal corporations to provide proper working conditions to those sanitary people uh, the convener of that uh, is someone called bezawada wilson i i had followed him for some time previously and he has done an extremely very good job in you mean service at that level uh, doing that against such powerful people right uh, people who are with caste mindset if you go to lot of states rural areas they think that this manual scavenging cannot be done by them and it has to be done by the lower caste so that kind of mindset fighting that kind of mindset um, and those people who think that would also be in power as an mla or an mp or somewhere right you would definitely see that would be in power so fighting that mindset as a whole in the system is something that's amazing that's not something that you can do it very easily so bazawada wilson has um, actually condemned a statement by the government again as we saw the government said there was no no reported covid deaths due to lack of oxygen shortage and we had done a brief discussion about that similarly the government has also said that there has been no reported death of manual scavenging while bazawada wilson has personally noted that there has been 472 cases in last five years and he has details of every single person who died like way died that way so this statement of government has been he has condemned that to be inhuman and cruel and he has also said that by not only acknowledging this death they are they are denying the families the uh, um, you know amount to sustain their livelihood but uh, you know not only amount uh, any help to the families for sustaining the livelihood but um, this also leads to a dangerous trend of normalizing the manual scavenging saying uh, the government said there is no death because uh, you know a lot of people will obviously believe the government statistics numbers because they are they are thought to be authentic um so a lot of times so they are going to come out and say people would say no there is no death due to manual scavenging why why you would want to uh, ban that completely though it's already banned they would still ask why should we ban that completely so that that dangerous trend um is something that is concerning for us as well so so the if you see um in kerala there's a specific company that has actually um you know designed a very good robot and a uh, lot of municipalities in kerala do have adopted this already um, they are not using any humans um, so we need to take that as an example and emulate that across the country um, so i think tamil nadu should also very soon start doing that by um, the you know equipment that would uh, clear off these fears um, because i mean there is nothing that isn't possible by technology today um, you have uh, you know cameras that are being sent to uh, conditions like mars where, where you have you have no life so you um, know the pressure conditions everything is going to be extremely different when you can send a camera there why why can't you send something down there which just releases toxic fumes you can have some insulated camera that um, you know that is against uh, that is that is not affected by the toxic fumes 
and then you can have somebody uh, i mean not somebody you can have an equipment that clean it so so that can be definitely done so i think we'll have to look at it and adopt it and as a mindset every government and every municipal commissioner corporation anybody who is involved in the stakeholders should realize the dignity of human labor and dignity of life as well so with that i'll close off for today it's going it, it as i said it's very long but i think um, these are some concerning topics that we should be you know try to uh, be aware at least if not we are not fighting at least we should be aware thank you stay safe have a great day